It's the Tiltcast, episode 440, Sad Spaghetti. And this week, guys, we talk more Ghost of Tsushima, Path of Exile, XCOM 2, Remnant from the Ashes. Stay tuned. It's not Mom Spaghetti. Oh, that was weak. I'm the it's, only it's, one. It's sad water, though. It's It really is sad water. Hey, it's the Tiltcast. It is, and it's a time and date. Uh, it is uh, It is 9 p.m. on October 23rd, the year of fuck 2020. It is, and uh, if you don't know, this is an M-rated show. Um, and I have patriotic sour patch. Really? Okay, yeah. that's cool. And to introduce you to the team, I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And with the three of us, you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games and some news. Um, we don't know what the bullshit section is going to be this week, but uh, we yeah. we aim to entertain and we do try. our best. Um, we are all in a weird, peculiar setup right now. Uh, Jason has to wake up in like nine hours. So this is at his night. Rusty just woke up um, and he's on Skype as well as Jason. And I'm the only one in studio right now with a yeah. dog that's tripping balls. Uh, she she misses me. She was like, oh, it's it's Friday. It's going to be like jump on Rusty's chest day. She's, and I'm not there. She's super sad right now. Um, Jess is here this week, but at a football game. So Jess is not here. She sees me in front of the microphone, so she thinks that Rusty comes with that. Uh, you're not here. I put her on anxiety medicine thinking that you would be here, and it is having a weird-ass effect on her. Uh, oh. She's been, like, looking at walls and then going to lay down and then getting back up, then coming and seeing me, and then doing whatever she's doing right now. She which is looks like, to be pacing. She yes. is. She is upset. Well, she she was she's looking forward to seeing me. Is what it is. Yeah, that's that's what it is. She's like, when's the fat man getting here? Yeah, where's the fat man? <laughs> the living pillow. <laughs> yeah, but I need my mounts. No, that's no, she does. Interesting way of putting that. <laughs> I mean, she's got to get her mount mount on every now and then. I don't think so. No, um, she just really loves me, and it's kind of no. It's kind of nice to see that she misses she, me. She loves mounting you. Oh, whatever. Well, it's been a weird week. Like she's been so good. She, you know, she's been doing great for a month when it comes to weeing in the house and she's weed in the house twice because she's not used to the car being gone not used to jessa being here than not being here it just everything's off on her schedule and with her having anxiety the schedule of doing things like when i go on walks and everything else comforts her you can see she's doing the nervous yawn right now mm -hmm. so yep yeah everything's been disrupted you know not not getting sleep in bed with daddy because mommy's here and that, mommy and daddy are doing sure. things. That actually doesn't change. In fact, my bed gets even more crowded because she <laughs> sleeps between us with her feet in the air or with her 
Like, she just continues to adjust positions. Like, there's one point the other night where she was on both of our pillows with her ass on my head and her face, yeah. like, in her hair. And it's like, that's... what the fuck are you doing, dog? <laughs> that's, that's typical. I mean, that's very typical. Uh, that's but... just like, uh, you know, those... We had storms start to come through early, early this morning. I know. And, uh... Fucking thing uh, knocked me off the internet. Turn my lights off. Apparently the, uh... The thunder scared Titan pretty good. He came and got in bed with us. Which which was fine. I mean, I just... I just pulled him closer to me so he wasn't in Crystal's back and... You know, went back to sleep. And then when I wake, wake up a couple hours later... Uh, his head's on my hip with his legs sprawled out over crystal. (laughs) That's, I've never been, I've, I I have, I've I've been lucky to never have that happen. I have no other living beings in my domicile. I will definitely continue with that trend for as long as possible. (laughs) You want to borrow a dog? No, I do not want to borrow a dog. Um, Rusty, I will, I will never get the hair out of this place you're, if uh, if if that was the case. You're you're just gonna grow up to be the angry, wrinkled Jack Lemon of our group. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. That was fucking <laughs> lame. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything else. I don't have any when, caffeine. When when the three of us are all old, Justin and I are going to be the ones, you know, still going around doing things, all that stuff. You'll be that cranky old guy. I'll have a cat who, by that time. I'm pretty sure I'll have a cat by that time. You can't get a who, cat. Who Why can't I get a cat? Us, uh, because on a daily of one basis. word, what? Martin, and that's all you need to know. Right? Way inside joke. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Still getting a cat, though. Um, It's either a cat or a pit bull, and I can't really have a pit bull in an apartment. So when I get a house, maybe, but... Just get... There's plenty of, like, rejected half or third pities out there. I, I, my Facebook is completely littered with the, uh, the sad dog faces and all 95% of them are pit bulls. Um, cause people are assholes and they've been given a bad name, but honestly the, well, there's a lots of weird things wrong with Lola, but her, her general affection level is not one of them. Um, the no. things that are wrong with her is that she was rejected because she was deaf she has separation anxiety, um, but she is the most ridiculous cuddle dog you'll ever have. Oh, right. yeah. she She's sweet. She's just, she's highly energetic and it's, and For it's short, difficult to redirect her because you can't, because she can't hear you. Well, and if you guys were here longer um, and had, were able to pay attention to her, that actually goes down pretty fast. Um, like 
you know, me and Jess have been spending some time at night together, and all Lola does is, like, she sees the blanket on Jessa. She just snuggles up and, like, gets in awkward positions, like, on her shoulder or whatever. Literally all she Ooh. wants to do is cuddle and sleep. That's that's just, that's all she wants to do. Oh, she's just she expends all of her energy on the new people. Yeah, she just she's just awkward. Yeah, well, you know, we're all a little awkward, aren't we? I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> awkward, so I get it. I'm not gonna sleep with my ass in your face. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, I said, like I said, if you ever want to borrow a dog and you're on somewhat daylight hours, borrow her for a day. And eventually, in about 30 minutes, all she's going to want to do is curl up and just have a friend. Now she will immediately tear through my apartment. I am 100% certain of that. I'm sniffing everything, but sh- honestly, if you don't have... If she's within eyeshot of you and she's got her own toys, um, she's doing a lot better about just chewing on random shit. Okay. Well, I have hundreds of dollars worth of cables running across my apartment floor. So, um, only chewed true. On cables I help him once. run them. <laughs> VR is way too expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, it was the I one time she like chewed an, on them. <laughs> I spent like an hour running cable underneath the edges of his carpet for that damn VR rig. And that was only like what half of the cables that we could hide. Yep. As the other, uh, the other half of the cables are unfortunately just strewn across the floor and driving me insane. Every time I see them, um, I have to come up with a better solution for them, but, uh, it's been, what a year and a half and yeah i haven't found a better solution that doesn't cost about a ton of money or looks even worse so when i want to get rid of the cables i just unhook everything and ignore them put them (laughs) in the corner and ignore them Oh man, cables, dude! I I have I, I went ahead and uh, bought some stuff for Prime Day, and uh, one of the things that I bought was uh, LED strips uh, because you know it's uh, RGB, uh, right? So RGB is uh, is a thing that I built my machine to uh, you know to include this time because I'd never done RGB before. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. These RGB strips for f- like 10, 15 bucks, something like that. I was like on sale for like 13 bucks. So I bought two of them, um, 16 foot strips. And, uh, they're supposedly, you know, Alexa, um, Oh, shut up. Stop listening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, They're smart home uh, controllable, which is one of the things that I wanted. Uh, But I I bought them and holy fuck, I I know where I want to put them, but I I'm genuinely wishing 
that uh, power was wireless. And what is it? Is I it could. There, well, I mean, you have to power them, and it has to have a base station for it to actually communicate with the smart home. Uh, so I have to find a way to hide power plugs in the most inopportune places. Uh, like where you would want to put LED strips is not necessarily the easiest place to plug things in, right? So I have kind of like a, uh, a, a set of floating cabinets. And I would like to put the LED strips up there, but there is no power outlet up there. The closest power outlet is, you know, where the, the cabinets. Yeah, where where it could be seen. And of course, that's even more cables running up the fucking wall to uh, to power these relatively low power LED strips. Um so I bought them and they're sitting on my desk and I like, I could put them up, but fuck, I just buying these strips of also like, I'm down the rabbit hole of, okay, do I need to get cable conduit so that I can actually hide the cables? Is it going to look good? Is it going to match the wall, uh, wall painting, you know, the wall paint? Um, is this even worth it? It's not worth it. I'm going to just play games. Not for an apartment. Well, no. But it just... I guess cables drive me crazy in weird ways. Especially if I have to, like, figure out how to hide them. And... So I I get to a point where just I I get stuck. So basically, I've got $30 worth of freaking LED strips that... I, I feel like I can't use. <laughs> I guess Sounds I don't like need first it. world problems. I don't. I, I don't need any more RGB. I mean, to be honest, all I was looking to do is uh, is have these as a uh, alternative light to having overhead lights, because all I really wanted was something that was, you know that I can change the color of and have, uh, have it be dimmable. And these are dimmable. Uh, I control the amount of light that I see because, well, I'm a fucking vampire. So I have my light, uh, my eyes are already sensitive for a living at night and B, um, migraines. Cause I mean, I know, you know what that's all like, but you can oh, yeah. change the color. If you change the color of the light in your uh, in your space, it can actually help prevent the migraines from starting. So that's kind of why I was like, okay, trying to get away from straight white light or anything that has blue light in it, things like that. So I thought that's why you bought all those Philips Hughes bulbs. Well, the Philips Hughes bulbs are are fine, and they've been working perfectly fine for for now. But the ones in the main living space are white lights, and the the color changing light. The F- Philips Hue is expensive. I mean, honestly, just getting one bulb for like forty bucks—it's insane. Oh it's yeah, absolutely insane. Like 
you want a color changing light bulb and you want to uh, want to put it on the Philips Hue system for forty bucks for for a bulb, it's nuts. Um, I mean, that seems a bit much. It, well, it's it's it's, it's about a lot thirty. Much. There's much cheaper solutions on Amazon, and they yeah. work just as well. Yeah, there, and that's the thing that there's more uh, competitors to uh, uh, to the Philips Hue thing, and it's like these light strips, they're made by a company called Govi. I've never heard of them before, but they got fairly decent reviews. So, um, I mean, some YouTubers were using those for their set lights, some uh, some accent lights for their set. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, but of course, the way that they have their shit all set up is all cables are hidden because you know it's a fucking video set, right? I have not a video set. I hate cameras, which is the reason why I'm not on camera right now. So, um, <laughs> Rusty but, doesn't like being able to see himself. I, I. I look like a fucking mountain troll, honestly. <laughs> I feel like I do anyway. You're a delf. <laughs> Don't bring that, that shit is. up again. Look, I do you see what I'm I've dealing with off, over here? I, I I see that you're 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 playing with your fur. Um, not even close. Like I'm just trying to get her to settle down. She started just sniffing the air. And then she just started wandering, and I thought she had to throw up. So I took her, tried to go outside. No, she wanted to go see if there's anybody in the garage. And then she wanted to go see if there's anybody in the bedrooms. And then she came back here and then just looked at me. And then, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're recording. You're sitting here talking into a big block of, like, circuitry. And... uh there isn't a big fluffy pillow to you know, to bother. So that's the reason why she's confused. She's expecting other people. She's so conditioned. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry that we had to uh, completely fuck up your, your dog's schedule. So, <laughs> but yeah, what was I talking about? Fucking... Well, you've been RGB. off for like seven Everything. days. What else have you been doing besides lighting? Dude, I, yeah, I've been, again, off for a few days. I don't know. I mean, I've been been playing fucking video games like nonstop, honestly. It's the only time I really get to actually sit down and do anything. So my overnight hours, I keep, <clears throat> even though I'm, you know, if I'm on a vacation or whatever, I tend to keep the night hours. Um, it slides a bit because I try to do stuff during the day. So I've been staying up to like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, because, well, this is the only time that I, as a vampire, actually get to do things during the day. Uh, so if I have any, you know, errands that I need to run, that can only happen during daylight hours. That's when I do it. Um, 
So that's what I use my vacations for. But my overnight hours, I've been playing video games like crazy, like an insane amount of hours of video game. I can get into the video game if you want. Yeah, we'll jump into that uh, here in a second. I'm sure you'll have plenty on that. Jason, did you did you end up getting to do anything interesting aside from gaming? Uh, that was like two uh, whole bars of silence gaming, there. <laughs> not, not really a whole lot. The uh, um, after we last recorded, um, I spent uh, the majority of Saturday uh, leveling off the the space for for that little hot tub we got. Ah, uh, the hot um, tub. I forgot so, all about it. <laughs> the love pool. So, love uh, pool. I like that. Uh, by the by, the end of the by the end of the day, I was pretty much completely covered in sand. Does it get everywhere? <laughs> Is it irritating? <laughs> Every nook and cranny, sir. <laughs> Even fully clothed, every nook and cranny. Oh, Anakin, I don't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from that, really, I've uh, uh, just been coming home and uh, trying to get through that through that game I borrowed from you. So that oh, yeah. Rusty can play it. That is uh, Sekiro? No, that Ghost is... Ghost of Tsushima. You got it. Uh, yeah. Sekiro. Yeah. I don't know why I've got that on the fucking brain. It might have been uh, because I was thinking about uh, picking it up this week. Why don't you... Uh, I have it. You can try it before you buy it. Okay. That That might be... That might be the best Highly thing Highly recommend me, you try it before you buy it. And if if you can play Sekiro, just shut the fuck up and play Souls because Souls is way the fuck easier than Sekiro. Sekiro uh, is, is his hardest game by a magnitude of five. And his least okay. fun game by a magnitude of five. I mean, okay. shadows don't die twice. They die a lot more. <laughs> The uh, I don't know what it is about Souls. I've tried it a couple of times. Uh, Dark Souls. Um, man, it's been a while. Uh, but the uh, you literally could just pick it up off my Steam account and try it and see what you think again after you've played a lot of other games like it at this point. Can't can't do that. Uh, we have to we have to set that back up again. By the way. Um, it would take like five seconds. Right. But yeah, it, the, uh, I, I actually have the, uh, the, your, uh, prepare to die edition of the original Dark Souls on, uh, on Steam here. Uh, and I've tried multiple times to get into that game. And for whatever reason, it just, I keep bouncing off on it. Uh, it's, I can get through maybe like the first 
like four four bosses or so. Um, but I don't know exactly what I'm doing, you know. So I'm just randomly hitting buttons uh, and hoping that it does enough damage. Uh, so you just—it's one of those. Well, it's one of Sek- those games that I just—I I don't know exactly what I'm doing. Sekiro is huge on latency, so if you have bad latency between your controller and your and and whatever you're playing it on, that's an issue because you're literally just blocking until you finally get the opening to slash. And most enemies, it's a one slash kill when you get the opening, but it's getting all those perfect parries and perfect blocks and everything else until you're finally able to strike once. That's what it's about. Whereas Souls is about dodge rolling or blocking or and then finding openings in there to get something with a death of a thousand cuts. Sekiro is literally about just blowing your load all at once at the opportune moment. You're literally just edging the entire time and then you blow your load. That's all Sekiro is. Dark okay. Souls Dark Souls a little bit more methodical and there's a little bit motion to that ocean and I like it a lot better. <laughs> These innuendos are crazy right now. Um I mean just he went for a different rhythm and I don't like that rhythm. Yeah. I I don't know. Um if I Like Sekiro's I, like is learning the art of masturbation. And Dark Souls is actually having sex. Okay. Uh, it's satisfying, but it's not as good as it literally everything else. <laughs> and what oh. is Bloodborne? Just a vicious wank? <laughs> no, Bloodborne is like sadomasochism, because all you're doing is, if something hits you, you hit it immediately back to get your health back. You don't have permanent health files that recharge. You have to farm them. So. Like, you can get to a spot a spot where you literally have no health files, and then you got to farm them, and then that means go back to the easy area and farm them to get health files because you got completely out of it and you suck. There is no blocking; it is all dodges, um, and it's mechanic that some people like is is just beat the shit out of things to get your health back. Um, it's and Souls at least has a mix of everything. You can block, you can parry, you can backstab. Um, I feel like it has more interesting boss design than all the games, um, especially one. One has the best level design of any game I've ever played, uh, meaning that everything is interconnected throughout the entire level. Like, Dark Souls is fucking king when it comes to that kind of game, and that's why everything else is a Souls-like and not Souls. So, so I have to, I have to ask, because, um, I mean, you've played more of these games than, than I have. Are you really hyped to see Demon Souls being remastered, Absolutely. remade? I've only beat it once. It was the precursor to the Dark Souls. Dark right. Souls just got it right a little bit better. Dark Souls is more accessible than Demon Souls. Demon Souls is pretty masochistic, but it has a lot of the same rules as Souls, meaning that you know your different armor classes means the different stamina meters and things like that so it's it works really well um but the demon souls is just it's good it's it's all the souls games then demon soul i think it goes like this it goes dark souls one 
Dark Souls 3, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 2. And that's the order of goodness. After that, it's Bloodborne. After that, it's Sekiro. Sekiro's got a lot of acclaim. Um, I don't understand it, but that's just how it is. Um, uh, and if you just tell me to get good, I mean, I beat Souls 1 like seven times on New Game Plus, 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 Plus. One of my most played games ever, um, aside from Seven Days to Die. So like, yeah, I get good, but my rhythm's different than that. I don't like the I don't like parrying to begin with that much in Souls. I don't want to parry all the fucking time and only slash once or twice. Um, I don't I don't like that rhythm of game. Um, parry timing is always something that's always annoyed me. It's in Neo as well, and I don't like that about Neo, uh, which is why that I don't like that game nearly as much. And at least in the Surge, um, it's all about dodge. And not really about Perry as much. It's mostly about the dodge. So, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll be right. Back. I don't know. But if you uh... that, I don't know why, but I just remembered. Uh, I did do one other thing. I ended up having to get a new tank for for my e sig. Oh yeah. Surprisingly, Vupu. Uh, who makes the drag that I love so much uh, mm-hmm. makes a pretty good fucking tank too. I don't know. I've been I, I've been just you know hanging out with my Aspire. Well, the main problem is I haven't been able to get Cleto coils. That's a big problem. Uh, the, I mean, we're going to vape talk, but whatever. The two stores that I go to have not had the uh have not had the coils so, i had to have my local store special order my coils and because they were out of the coils so much um i am probably the only customer of theirs that still has an aspire tank so they are ordering the coils specifically for me so when I go in to order more juice, they look at me and, and they're like, you're going to buy more coils because we bought like 30 coils and you're the only person buying them. So they're just sitting on our shelf right now. Well, I'm like, all right, fine. I'll buy, more, I'll, I'll buy five more. Um, well, then buy me a box and I'll pay you back. Okay. Because um, I still love that tank. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's a, it's a good tank, but the uh, the coils were just really hard to come by, especially right around the uh, uh, the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I think there was a uh, production issue uh, with them, so they dropped off of the uh, the order list for those uh, for the place that we go to. Um, yep. So. Yeah, they were able to special order mine from an alternate uh, from an alternate location. But yeah, I mean, I, on the on that subject though, I mean, I'm I'm looking at uh, uh, looking at stepping down. Of course, for those people who are like, oh my god, these these old fucks, they vape. Oh 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 oh. All of us used to be smokers. So uh, and if you go back. Oh, this is be like 200, 250 episodes. 
we were all sitting around a table with massive fucking overflowing ashtrays uh and you know you know and chain smoking while smoke clouds right we were just sitting there chain smoking while uh, while doing this and we all realized about almost at the same time we got to stop we got to stop this shit uh but i'm probably going to take the step to go down to uh one or maybe even zero on my uh uh, on my neck so that that is essentially the same as quitting of uh, taking all of the uh the chemical dependence out so that is that's my next goal i'm probably going to transition to zero here before the end of the year so i've got that's that's the goal for me if if 2020 does anything good for me, it is to get rid of the chemical dependence of nicotine. That would be the only fucking thing I ask for it. I leave for like three minutes and I come back to the responsible cast. What happened to us? <laughs> what happened to our le- lack of decency I, and self-respect? I I started talking about my new vape tank. I apologize. Yeah. Um she got back, and I knew I had a dog watcher, and I found out she's been at this football game without a coat freezing her ass off, so. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's her. a fucking. That, that <laughs> it dropped 35 fucking through, degrees like, fucking today. crazy, dude. That, that cold front, it came through, of course, that storm that you were talking about earlier, that uh, knocked the power out here for about five minutes of. Uh, which was highly disappointing because I had I had just finished I had just finished cooking uh, you know some homemade uh, homemade sauce for spaghetti and I had just put the fucking uh, the spaghetti noodles on about five minutes before the power went out so I finished cooking the noodles with residual heat. <laughs> <laughs> wow and well, at least you can cook noodles with residual heat i mean i i want i've i've finished the noodles with residual heat in the pot uh, in the pot uh for the last five minutes while the lights were out and i'm just sitting there in the dark with my head i have a headlamp uh from work so i put the headlamp on to finish what i was doing and i'm like well i'm just gonna be sad and eat my spaghetti in the dark because, uh, you know, fuck. I was looking forward to gaming, uh, and that didn't happen. And then, of course, the power came back on as soon as I sat down to, you know, to eat my sad spaghetti. Um, <laughs> Your the sad power, spaghetti. The power came back. It's like a on. shitty song. <laughs> The sad spaghetti. Um, I've been getting fat and happy the last few days. Um, haven't really had a chance to do any decent grocery shopping. And I'm loaning Jess to the car, you know, so she doesn't have to rent a car while she's here. So it started with uh, Hideaway Pizza, which is a local joint here, um, on Wednesday Love night. And after that, it's just digressed into all the free delivery coupons for every takeout that I haven't done yet. Um, like two meals a day and I've got, 
I've got ridiculous farts right now. I'm wearing my fat shirt <laughs> um, and my fat pants. Oh, yeah. I'm just swelling. Like, I haven't actually gained that much weight. I was afraid I was going to step on the scale this morning and I've gained like seven pounds. I haven't. I've gained a pound in two days. Um, but that's, that's a lot. <laughs> in two days? Yeah. That's craziness. That's that's how fast I absorb weight. It's going to take me a week to get rid of it. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been so bad. I feel really bad. I mean, yeah, nobody's complained about it yet. But I can tell you that I woke up because I farted, and the dog let me know about it. Like <laughs> Lola puts her face sometimes underneath the covers, right? And then she sleeps in with me. Like Jess has been leaving it early, and I guess I woke her up. Because I had a paw on my face, and she kept putting her paw over my mouth. So, like, to stop me breathing or something like that, I think that's what the tactic was. Stop him breathing, and he'll wake up. And then I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, what's that smell? And I was like, oh, it's probably me. And I was like, the dog's looking at me. Her ears are all back, and she's like, the tail's, like, wagging at the end. It's like the nervous wag, like, something's going on. You got to wake up. Things are, things. there are drastic actions that need to be taken right now. I was like, man, this takeout is killing me. Um, but the dog, yeah, the little pupper dog has been, uh, ugh, I don't know how she survives. I don't know how all of us are surviving right now. She's lost a sense, which means that she's got, oh, she's got like senses on everything else. And you just assaulted one of them. Her sense of smell is really strong. That's actually how I knew Jess was here because her nose got up in the air and her tail started whacking. And I was like, oh, she knows someone else is in the house. Mm-hmm. She can smell you no so, matter where you're in the house. Like, I play, I'm an idiot, and I live home alone most of the time with the dogs. And I'll hide from the dogs sometimes, just goofing around. And she always finds me, like 100% of the time, always finds me, no matter where I'm at. Yeah, well, she's, she's a wonder dog. That's why she's got the name. Yep, that um, knows. The nose nose. Fuck me, man. I I don't know. I, I have no segue from this. Hard. <laughs> from farts that can wake a dog? Because that's where we came oh, from. I mean, that's pretty epic. Yeah. Dude. Worse than a dog fart. Like, it, it was hurting me. I felt like, you know, when you wake <laughs> up and your eyes are watering and I wondered if it was allergies... And I realized I just reeked, and at the very <laughs> least, my ass wasn't wet, so I know I didn't shit my pants. But, like, it was too foul to be the dog. That's when you know it's bad, and it's just you ripping can't even my blame guts. the dog. The dog is blaming you. Yeah, I mean, she was trying. She was trying to suffocate me so I'd wake up. So you know, it's just like the paw was like right over the mouth, just right over the lips, and that's how I know she was like because I woke up kind of gasping for breath. And I realized it was a dog paw right on my mouth. That she just, or she was trying to pay you back. She's yeah, like, she tried to like. Look, she's like, you're suffocating me. I'm going to suffocate you, bitch. Yeah, she might have. I would be surprised if you wake up one morning and there's a pillow over my face and I feel the little two dog paws on the other side. <laughs> and she's like, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> sleep now. Stop with, stop with the ass cannons. We need, we need to stop. 
Oh, man. The uh, oh. So I know you've been playing games. That That's all I've been up to this week. We've watched a little bit of TV. I don't. I really need to watch the boys. I know that some people have finished the boys. I haven't even started the boys. I, um, I just had an, you know, without digging into everything, you know, being locked down this long has really started to get to me. And there, are, I have some bad days. So mm-hmm. I haven't watched a lot of TV and I've gotten some game in. I can segue into what me and you finished Remnant. And then we can segue yep. from there into what you did and then what I did and what Jason did. Um, cool we've what's the name of the the dlcs we got both of them right yeah we we picked up um <clears throat> oh what was it uh it is subject 2923 i forget the number i just know it was subject something. yeah it's a subject with four numbers right um that was the uh the last dlc for remnant from the ashes it's basically a uh, continuation of the uh, of the main story of the main campaign. Yeah, um, and it was a little bit of a cock tease at first. Like we jumped in yeah. expecting to get a lot of like remnant, essentially, right? Like guns right. blazing, killing monsters, and all that shit. And me and you played like a Resident Evil puzzle for about two what, probably about two hours before we jumped into the next area. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it actually was annoying. Um, I wouldn't. I wasn't that much of a fan because that's not what I went to that game for. Um, but without destroying it for you, because you should learn it yourself. Essentially, there's these puzzles that, just like everything else in the game, is easier with two people. Um, oh yeah. Well, but after you get through that initial area, it shoots you out to the snow dome, and that's when actually some of this stuff has got pretty interesting. We got into some fairly hard boss battles. Yeah, the, I mean the mechanics for some of the bosses were uh, uh, were interesting. The um, it's it's good to see that there were actual mechanics to some of those fight, uh, fights, and of course we only saw like maybe a third of the fights, I think, because uh, we only ran through it once. Uh, but the uh, the bosses that we ran into uh, did have. Uh, there was one where you had to continually move which I thought was really cool, uh, a really cool fight mechanic for that game in particular, because generally you find a good spot and then you just dodge roll out of whatever is coming your way. Correct me if Um, I'm wrong. Did any of you guys ever do Serpent Shrine Caverns raid events and Burning Crusade? I mean, I did all of Burning Crusade, so yes. Wasn't there a mechanic where you had to run from a moving moving AOE like that that in that area? I believe so. I can't quite remember. You're talking like that's like what nine years ago? Yeah, it's been a while. That's it reminded me of a WoW fight because it had an area of effect. One of the boss fights we had had an area of effect that moved across the arena, Mm -hmm. and there were ads, right? So you had to kill the ads because they slowed you down. Like it's all ice themed. So ads when they attack you at a frost debuff which slows you down and then there's a frost cloud that follows you around you raining down icicles essentially that also slows you down and like burns your health really fast um and then you've got a dude that's got an orb that he's shooting at you on top of all this shit and it did help that we had some pretty high damage weapons um but it took us what 
five tries? Yeah, about five tries. Uh, and I mean, that that's saying something when we were saying that the game was fairly easy to do solo. Uh, and, or not solo, but fairly easy to do with two people. Um, I mean, we were playing on normal and we weren't necessarily over geared. We were, you know, at the, me and you were really, really, uh, watching how much we were gearing towards stuff. Right. For the most part, we usually stayed at or just under geared on one category. Um, every time we entered a new area. So me and you. I feel like we did a really good job of like matching level for level what we were supposed to to give us the appropriate level of challenge. Right. We didn't want the game to be super, super duper easy. And we didn't want to, you know, go immediately into hard because everything turns into a bullet sponge at that point. Well, um, we did. We got through the, we finished that campaign. And last boss, until we've kind of figured out what the rhythm was, and keep in mind, Rusty, me and Rusty didn't cheat. We just figured out all of this on our own. Right. Um, it it was fairly challenging. I'd say that'd be kind of a bitch by yourself. But I'd say... Oh, it was, God, yes. I'd say it's doable. I actually think the mechanics on the last boss of that one were less confusing than the mechanics on the um, last boss on the original campaign. They... It's weird that some of the bosses have like a bullet storm or like a bullet storm, a hell. What do you call that? Uh, good. Bullet hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they have like there bullet hell a... mechanics where you've got to dodge kind of slow moving projectiles and kind of do a, a bob and weave as you kill stuff. It, um, it reminded me of near automata. Honestly, there was uh, a couple points there where it, it shot off. Uh, a pattern of slow moving projectiles that looked a lot like the near automata balls. Um, I can see that. And they were in a very similar pattern to some of the near automata bosses. Uh, so, I mean, that immediately, <clears throat> that immediately drew a comparison in my mind. And I'm like, okay, this is a near, uh, a near moment where I just kind of have to, you know, bob and weave between these uh, projectiles and, you know, and still try to do damage. Yeah. And then after we got through the campaign, we, game, we got a pretty cool weapon out of it, um, which you started upgrading. And then I went to some something else, but I think I went to spark cannons, what I ended up sticking with for a while. But yeah, then we went to main campaign, rerolled it and then rolled it on hard. Yep. Um, which we thought we would just kind of pile drive our way through the swamp. And um, the amount of elites increase on that was pretty staggering. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we we were kind of barely making it through some of the regular areas. And then there was a one. of I can't remember what swamp boss it is, but one of the swamp bosses we did took us like about what? Five tries. About Yeah, it was. A boss that we had easily, uh, was it a boss that we fought? Um, uh, yeah, we did fight. We did fight it before, and the we got through it in probably forty-five seconds. I don't think oh, it was yeah, an yeah. overgeared moment. It was just that they clicked really fast for me and you what to do, and mm -hmm. me and you focus fired that son of a bitch super fucking fast. Uh, the first mm -hmm. time, like it wasn't even. It, it felt like half an attempt. 
because like right. you're in and out of that boss fight so fast that like I almost didn't remember it. The one that did waves that was the that was the boss. Uh, so if you've ever played, if you've ever played uh, Remnant, you this is the one where you have to you know dodge roll through a wave of like water. I guess. Yeah, and it really wasn't you... that. It was the ads that were getting us because they get in the water and you can't see them and they swipe at you and knock off half your health. Yeah, if you shoot them in the legs, then uh, they fall over and crawl, but they crawl under the water's level, so you can't see them if you uh, if you do that. And they were just fucking eating us alive. So yeah, I I got wise to it, and I had a whatever that skull mace is that knocks does like a interrupt. And using yep. that, I was able to clobber my way out of those encounter those ads pretty quickly. Anytime I saw them, um, well, you you were focusing on the ads, and I was uh, I was putting ammo box after ammo box of uh, of fire into the boss, uh, and then I probably wasn't using the right weapon for it. But shit, I mean the the Gatling gun that you get at the end of the. Uh, uh of the dlc campaign was it's fun it's it's just a it's a fun gun so i uh i just went i went to town with that but it chews through ammo like crazy so yeah it was uh the the hard difficulty was the challenge i was looking for uh i i like bosses that last for more than 30 seconds um because you get to see more of the mechanics, and I think, uh, you can. Let's see. I think if you're able to play Sunday nights, I can probably play that again uh, here in a couple of days. Yeah, um, some Sunday nights. Uh, I I work some Sunday nights, so it's it's a it's a thing. Multiplaying for me is just hard to do. Uh, I try, but it doesn't always work out because. Nobody I know actually stays up at night. Well, um, I mean, my cultist is saving his virginity for you, so just know. Uh, well, I, I've got. Uh, I'm not playing that hunter. So I, if you do see me actually play that game, and no, you're not cheating on me. Uh, I'm not no, your side bitch. I I have I have the other character that I you know solo played with. Uh. It's actually set up for solo play, so uh, so I we've got all the you know all the right gear for that type of thing, and it is fairly progressed. So I might actually continue through the DLC solo and see how uh, see how that feels. Yeah, um, we played a little bit of the horde mode, and I don't think it really appealed that much to me or you. No, the the survival uh, DLC didn't do anything for me i i honestly in a game like that you you build that character up and you do you know you you do all the upgrades and and the scrap farming and everything like that for your character and then uh the survival mode basically strips you down to your undies uh it gives you like <laughs> a very basic set of tools and you just have to randomly find upgrades throughout a level while being pelted from all sides. Um, yeah. I didn't like the lack of permanence or investment in what I had. 
All right. I mean, I understand it from a, uh, like a, it's an attempt at like a roguelike almost, but it doesn't have any type of like run to run savings. Like I haven't, I didn't see any anyway. We get some kind of tokens from it that we can spend later on a couple pieces of gear. Oh, well, I mean, if if that's the case. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The cosmetic tokens. That's wonderful. Um, not not the best implementation of a DLC. I think they learned from that though, uh, and uh, you know made the, uh, the the subject DLC to be you know an actually good DLC. Yeah, I think uh, it's vastly <laughs> superior to the survival mode, as they call it. Right. I mean, for for kind of a an indie title, it's not a bad game. It has its issues. Uh, Lip syncing is one of them. Compared to a lot of what's come out this year, it's a superb game. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the the gameplay of it because it's it's kind of a mix of the Souls like uh, feel with kind of a almost a looter shooter. It's not quite um, because you don't get like random gear. You just end up bringing a fuckload of boxes and and by a fuckload I mean a fuckload of boxes for scrap it's um, um, extremely similar to Souls in that way it's all deliberate gear right but the um, uh, but the the gunplay of it actually is a is a nice take on the Souls like game because it adds that shooter element that I was missing you know, so it, you can actually get skill shots and you know do headshots and you know find weak points. Like there's there's a weak point on a boss that is his ass. You have to shoot him in the ass. Um, it's it's just a fun game. I I enjoyed the crap out of it. So it's not a bad game to pick up if you're if you're looking for it. Just don't don't look at the characters too closely especially when they zoom in and allow them to talk uh close your eyes uh because the lip syncing is terrible (laughs) by lip syncing i mean there is none they're like muppets (laughs) they're they're, yeah they're bad (laughs) but that's not that's not what the game was built for that the exposition the story is is there to kind of move things along. And there is a fairly decent story built into that. If you actually pay attention and read everything. Uh, but the story, the best part of the story is in the reading, not in the spoken dialogue. So, um, yeah. Now, Jason, you said you were playing ghost of Shima. Um, you get a little farther than the intro this time. As he takes a really long drag. Did he he pass out? No, my mic wasn't. I'm muting. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, I've just about completed the second act. Oh. So I take Um, it you're you're liking it all right? I'm loving it. The 
the game is as far as some mechanics I agree are fairly souls light. Super souls. You get the you definitely have to if you're going to survive uh a lot of the fights have to get dodge and parry down really well. Um but I just love the to be honest, I really love the visceral brutality of it. Um there I mean there there's a lot of that that uh it doesn't shy away from showing exactly what slash slashing a sword across somebody's body or you know through their midsection is going to do to them. Well, I mean, have you gotten really it, good at the standoffs? Yes. And those are like the most visceral thing imagery wise you can do. I like the standoffs because like half the time it'll be like stealth in or do standoff. And I'm just like, I'm going to keep doing standoffs because you get to a point where I think you can kill five guys at a time with the standoff. With the right armor, yeah. Crazy. And it's it's just extreme it's extremely visceral, but also at the same time, those standoffs really look exactly like something out of uh one of those old uh Akasawa uh samurai movies. That's what what they were going going for. for. Um, and they just, they look amazing. I think is what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what they were going for with that game. They they drew, uh, a lot of their inspiration from those movies. That's, I think that's the whole reason for the whole standoff mechanic. Uh, because I mean, normally you wouldn't see that type of thing, um, in a game. It's you know, generally you go in quote unquote guns blazing or it's stealth. Uh, but the standoff is kind of a neat little, uh, neat little nod to the old samurai movies. Uh, and of course just the imagery as a whole for that game from, from what I could see is just basically, you know, drawn from that kind of thing. That's, you, you can t- uh, you can actually turn on a uh, like a black and white filter for the game, and you know, and experience it like the old samurai movies. There is. It's all uh, the the original Japanese dub with English subtitles in black and white. Yep. So and it, that looks amazing. Yeah, they did a really good job on you know on making that game look as great as possible. I mean, I've seen screenshots. I haven't played the game. Uh, I've seen some gameplay of it, uh, but I didn't want to spoil anything for myself, so I didn't watch too much. Uh, It is a game that I plan on playing. Yeah, it's definitely worth the wait once I finish it and hand it off to you, dude. It's it's fucking amazing. Get on that. I'd like to do some... I'd like to play that sometime... Maybe this year. It's one of my favorite games <laughs> this year. Man, 
I mean, I've burned through a lot of it already. Okay. Ah, we're going to spend more money on, on, on dogs that are dying on Facebook. It's like, I hate all these algorithms, how it plays to all my senses, right? Like looking Mm -hmm. at a dog with a broken back. I'm just like, I can't not do something. I mean, that's kind of the point of the fucking algorithms, sir. I know, it's annoying. That's that's why Facebook keeps sending me uh, videos and pictures of sad pity faces. I I know that (laughs) Facebook knows that Uh, I need a dog. And this is how Facebook is trying to get me to get a dog, is sending me pictures of sad pity faces. Like, mean, you, could, you could get a little pity and call him Popula, and he could be the, he could be a night dog with you. She's over here peeking in on me, making sure I'm still here, and then she's going to go back to Jessa. <laughs> I saw that. Um, we're talking pities, she, and she just pops her head in. I know. I like. She hadn't been in here in like 25 minutes, and she's like, her ears are burning somehow. <laughs> she's talking about me. Um yeah, now that's, that's just the way that that's just the way that Facebook works. And um, you just get yourself a shelter dog. There's plenty of pity shelter dogs. Be one that's already housebroken that can work nights with you. It's not that. It's it's not that. It's it's a combination of. Uh, I don't think it's the night dog situation because you know dogs can do that too you work home and you work from home enough like how many actual hours are you out of that apartment well that's the thing i don't ever know so i have to uh, have to plan for being gone for full 12 hours and in an apartment for 12 hours you know and pities aren't small dogs you know it's not a big apartment so I, I don't I don't necessarily want to do that to a dog. And I keep telling myself that I don't want to do that to a dog. If I had a cat, I mean, you clean a litter box. They don't necessarily need to go outside. Um, but a dog is uh, it's a it's a bit more of a deal. Yeah. So you uh, get a house with a dog. So. Door. So the whole so the goal is. They get through all of my financial obligations, especially the one with four wheels out there. Uh, get through, get through that, and then get a house. I've, and then I can, then I can tell myself, yes, I can have a dog because at that point, I'd be able to fence in a backyard and put in a doggy door and probably have a smart collar on the dog so that the doggy door will open for the dog. Uh, because I have to have tech on everything. Um, why not put it on the dog? Of course, those collars, the the uh, smart dog, uh, smart door uh, collars are GPS enabled. So if the dog ever actually decided to run, I'll just pull out my phone and be like, okay, where's the dog? And <laughs> be able to find the dog. Um, charging the dog collar would be interesting. Uh, I guess there's a... There's a way to do that, I guess. Um, <laughs> let me charge the that. dog up. Yeah, I mean, you don't plug <laughs> it into the dog. You just, when you're home, you plug in the collar. 
right? Uh, wireless charging, probably. We'll put we'll we'll figure something out. Um, I was gonna say. So thinking about stuff like that, like I've got a ring doorbell that needs to be charged. Um, mm-hmm. I charged it after seven weeks of use, um, and it took about four hours to charge. It's got a really like, um, it's probably like a twelve thousand milliwatt battery in it or something crazy like that. But um, it takes a, a fair amount of time to charge, but like it's like good for seven weeks, and it's takes next to no time to uninstall with the tool to pull the thing off to charge it. So I don't think I'm ever going to wire it into the house power because I don't see a reason to at this point. Yeah. The, uh, I think those dog collars actually, uh, the, the GPS collar and the, uh, it probably like the smart doggy door. It probably lasts a lot longer than a day. Uh, oh, for sure. Uh, and if it was like app enabled, I'm sure that it would tell me on my phone that the dog's collar needs to be charged. Um, yeah, just, I would be a ridiculous dog dad because everything would be like, you know, tech enabled so that the dog would be able to actually deal, uh, deal with my crazy ass schedule. I Um, mean, you would go as, you would go as over the top with that as you do with everything else. Yeah. I mean, and if you start being taking able to pictures of your video call outfits, I'm going to start to worry. What? Said so if you start taking pictures of your dog in outfits, then I'm going to start to worry. Oh no, the dog wouldn't actually be in outfits. My dog would have power armor. Um, the <laughs> power armor is for pussies. <laughs> All right, Duke Nukem. <laughs> dog would have an exosuit um uh, the uh nah i have plans it's just i i don't want to uh, uh I, I don't want to actually do i don't want to put the dog into a you know in a, in a situation where a i'm going to be able you know not going to be able to take care of him i mean you have uh you were driving home every uh you know every day to take care of your pity uh and that she's would a special drive me needs insane. she's a special needs dog there's a little difference right, zoe was never like that like zoe i would out of guilt if i did something after work come home and check on her let her outside feed her and then get back to whatever i was doing because she's extremely self-sufficient um Whereas, you know, Lola's nowhere near as self-sufficient as Zoe. Zoe could, Zoe would get sad if I was gone, but Zoe, if given the means, like she's lassie enough, she could figure it all out and then, you know, get back to me. Yeah. It's, uh, I've just basically told myself it's not going to happen right away, Um, but I will eventually have a dog and it will probably be a pity because... How can you not love those faces? I mean, honestly, those Jason, did you those get faces any, are awesome? Did you get anything else in aside from Ghost of Tsushima? Nope, I have been pouring all of my attention there. I don't blame you. I, I've been pouring I mean, all that of game, my attention. I swear. That game is so good and so worth it. I've just been pouring everything into that 
how much how much would you say that you've poured into that like me and jason uh, couldn't uh, couldn't beat your dick size with gameplay at this point if we took both <laughs> of our dicks and taped them together and replicated <laughs> them times three or four so it doesn't matter if jason got to act two jason got to act two and that's big enough yeah. for him it's that's fair that's fair uh, I, i'll i'll take that I would say I've put about 30, about 30 if you hours got 30 hours into in it. seven days, I'd sell it pretty respectable for Jason. True, true, true. Yes, that's, that's actually it's... for... It's somewhere between twenty and thirty hours. I think closer to thirty. For for uh, for a person that has more obligations than to, both of us combined, right? Um, thirty hours is actually really respectable. I, I I can I can understand that. I get that. I had zero obligations over the last week. Um, See, I I've been kicking myself in the pants for taking care of so many things because I got so little me time in everything I did had to do with another project and I didn't get, I'm insanely jealous of you right now, but go ahead, rub it in. How much time of, of uh path of exile have you got in? Cause I know that's really all you've been playing. Am I right? Yeah. So, uh, I picked up path of exile. Uh, what I was playing it for. It's been about two weeks. Let me just let me just say what Steam says. In the last two weeks, I've played 114 hours of Exile. Fucking uh, Path of Exile. <laughs> 114 hours. Um, one week no obligation. One week with obligation. Yeah. So I think the first week was like I don't know, like 30 hours. Uh, so. Uh, so I put about a, about ninety hours worth of play into uh, in, into Path of Exile uh, in the last week, and I can honestly say I there I haven't even touched uh, I've only ever actually done the campaign. Um, I'm on my second character um, because my first character. Uh, there's certain things that you need to be able to finish the game. Um, and my first character couldn't do it. My first character just didn't have the, uh, the gear for it. I've, I'm following build guides and those build guides are centered around a, a very specific set of skills and play style. And, uh, and, if you don't have the gear to support that play style, then those spells don't necessarily work as well as it should. Um, and while it could excel at one thing, like clearing off waves of enemies, it doesn't necessarily do very good at killing bosses. And to, to complete the campaign, you got to kill a boss or two or ten. Um so I was dying constantly on, you know, on trying to finish the game. So I started over. Um, the thing about Path of Exile is it's all a shared stash. So basically everything I looted on my pre previous character, uh, I had access to 
on my new character, which allowed me to kind of pre-farm or twink out a uh, a new character uh, to get them get them going a little easier. Uh, so I uh, I picked up a there's a new class or I, I say new, but it's a class that you unlock through playing the game called Scion, uh, which is basically an all-rounder. And the way that that character plays is it could do literally anything, but probably not as good as, say, the individual classes, right? So you're playing so, an all-rounder. So, so I... I pick that character up but the way that i'm uh that i'm building it is uh i'm building it as a ball lightning mage ball lightning arch mage is what it comes down to basically it shoots through all of your mana every time you cast a spell but it shoots off a wave of uh five projectile five ball lightnings in uh in a cone in front of you three times every time you press the button uh so it does a dumb amount of damage of like an absolutely insane amount of damage to anything that's in front of you um and its mana pool is its life pool so even so that becomes kind of complex mana is your life and every time you fire a spell, it uses all of your mana. It feels so, a little like a warlock thing from uh, from uh, World of Warcraft. Kind of, but this is this is a uh, a thing with Path of Exile. You end up with a uh, uh, with you have to use flasks. Like every game like this has a potion bar. Like you have potions and diablo but you only ever use them reactionary right you take damage or you use mana and you press the button and you get some mana back or get some health back right right um flasks and path of exile actually refilled by killing enemies uh so you end up using the flasks as a uh, proactive measure uh, like it adds damage or it adds crit or something like that. You use those, you pop those and you get a four second buff. Well, it lasts for four seconds. Um, so you got to constantly kill enemies to, uh, to get those put back, uh, get those charges for your flask. Um, the way that I'm building this character is it regenerates flask charges every three seconds. And, Every time I kill something, it adds 50% more charges to, uh, to the flasks. So basically, I can just base, uh, sit there and hit the, uh, the flask buttons over and over and over again and constantly keep that four-second buff up. Now, the other thing You really is, like these min-max games, don't you? I really love them. Um, the other thing is, is there's a special kind of mana flask that allows you to uh, to basically cue a mana regen uh, hit. So, uh, so my mana flask every seven seconds will 
refill my mana to full. But it takes seven seconds for that effect to hit. So what ends up happening is I go into a map, I hit the mana flask, I count down to about five or six, then I start killing things. If I shoot, you know, shoot the lightning balls, uh, it uses up all of my mana, but a second later, all of my mana recharges, and I just continually spam that flask. So every few seconds, I get a full mana bar again. And as long as I'm killing shit, I've got charges for that mana, uh, mana flask, so I have infinite mana, therefore infinite life, and infinite damage. <laughs> it's a crazy build. Um, and I am currently very quickly progressing through all of the uh, all of the story to get to the end game, which I have not even touched. And uh, 114 hours into this game, I have not touched <clears throat> the end game at all. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, you know. It's, at some point, maybe you need to do an extra live stream, and maybe you can do PoE or something. Uh, it's, I mean, it's totally possible. Um, the, I haven't done any of the multiplayer. You can, uh, you can do, uh, you know, parties in that game and and run. Uh, you can run the end game stuff. Uh, they call it maps, uh, but there's a map device opens up uh, six or seven different portals uh, and you can go into the map and it's basically a map full of enemies and there's different modifiers that you can uh, add to the map to make the enemies stronger and the stronger the enemy, the more rewarding they are. So, uh, so you can basically build your own hell and go through it uh, for, for loot. And I like loot, uh, so uh, I like loot a lot. Uh, so that's that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm gearing up to do right now. Uh, so, but yeah, man, I'm I lost myself in this game. It's I don't know how I missed it. I didn't. I, I got initially turned off by the uh, the skill tree. I think everybody does a little bit. Yeah, because you look at that skill tree and it's like. Holy shit! I mean, the first time you saw the sphere grid, you know, in uh, um, Final Fantasy X, you probably saw this uh, had the same reaction. It's just overwhelming, right? Seeing all of those different options is way overwhelming. But um, following the build guides and and kind of exploring a little bit on on that path on my own, just kind of reading some of the stuff, uh, helped me kind of understand where the build was going, how things work, and how percentages stack in that game to uh, to be able to do some crazy, crazy numbers of damage. So I, uh, I'm, I'm learning, and that is also fun. <laughs> It's super deep. Um, if you haven't tried Path of Exile, give it a try. Yeah, um, I may. Means free. I may end up giving it another shot at some point. This the release schedule this year sucks ass. So, um, I mean, I, I initially picked it up because it was free. Uh, 
I needed something to sink a lot of time because I knew I had a week coming up and uh, the games that I was playing were kind of running thin uh, because the release schedule sucks this year. Uh, So it was either spend probably a hundred or so more dollars on games that I either have played on another platform like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, or you know, or spend even more money on a game that I don't know whether or not I'm going to like. I just said, I'm not going to spend any money and I'm going to play this game. (laughs) So it's, uh, that's, it was a good decision, obviously. 114 hours into a game, I'm pretty sure that that warrants a microtransaction worth of uh, reward. I'm sure. I can probably splurge. <laughs> I ended up playing and breaking XCOM 2 about four or five times. I'd got a decent amount of traction on it and broke it with some mods. And that Ooh. frustrated me. And I was like, you know what? What turn-based games did I not finish this year? I was like, I never really gave um, Gears um, Tactics a fair shake. And so I've loaded that up and have started kind of getting making some progress here through the campaign. And so far, I like it pretty well. Um, I don't know yeah. that I gave it as fair a shake as I should. Um, it's still not as good as XCOM 2 uh, because the customization on it sucks ass. Um, the, I don't think the... I think now that I'm not r- ragging on it as hard, I think the meaningfulness of the loot boxes you get has more meaning. Um, the cosmetic options for the soldiers are pretty rough. Um, so I can't make any of my friends with it because you can't edit the faces, um, just the hairstyles. And they're all, you know, even the women have square jaws, like, you know, um, (laughs) rendered really well. Everybody looks like the, like fucking incredible Hulk. So, you know, like the shoulder, everybody's shoulders are so broad. Um, but that aside, the class synergies are pretty good. Um, and most of the time you're not looking at them close up, so it doesn't matter, but like overall, I am going to, I'm going to beat that that game. I'm going to beat that game and I'm probably going to play it through next week. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't. Um, I might play some more remnant with you if I get a chance, but overall I'm going to keep plugging away at gears tactic. I can't see it being a hundred hours. Uh, be interested in what happens after you beat the campaign, but yeah, just going to say it out there right now. There is nothing. There is absolutely no tactics games that are like XCOM two that are as good as XCOM two. You uh, just XCOM two is the pinnacle achievement of those games. Sorry, Gullup. Um, I know you came up with the idea, um, but Solomon's a, is just a, smoother game designer at least his team is and yeah. i just there's it's like they released xcom 2 which is fantastic and then they got you know wrath of the chosen which is just another level of good honestly i, I don't need to have the mods to have fun with that like i again started making my favorite people in the world um in that game but it's just nothing as good 
And I know I started Wasteland again, um, but I want to finish Gears Tactics before I play another campaign of Wasteland. Um, I just want to get through one of these games before I jump into something else. Yeah. Um, I was looking at uh, just looking for a different game or something, you know, something new to talk about for probably next week. I mean, um, yeah, PoE's old, but PoE's got some legs on it. Yeah, it's it's incredibly deep, but because it's incredibly deep, it's it's something that could easily lose a lot of people if you start talking about it. It's like talking about Final Fantasy fourteen to somebody who's never played Final Fantasy fourteen. It's like the game just basically lives forever. Uh, it's impossible to sit there and talk about everything all at once. Um, or give you a good cross section of it because that cross section is a world. It's it's you can't cross a cross section a world like that. Um, but I, I just saw that on uh, Game Pass, there's a, uh, a roguelike called Scourgebringer that just released a couple days ago. Yeah, it's um, also new on Steam as well. So Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass, pick that up there. Uh, but on first look, it's it's a fact. Uh, it's a it looks like a faster Metroid almost. Um, the the levels just from just from the video that I'm seeing right now it looks a lot like a uh, like a a, a Metroid like. Only Ooh, that reminds me of something. It's 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 got bullet hell uh, uh, a little bit of bullet hell in there. Um, but it is, it looks very stylish, uh, actually, you know, pixel art, but, uh, done in a really, really great way. Um, I'm probably going to download that here in a little bit and play around with that. Yeah. If you get bored, um, one that I may actually pick up and I was just thinking about this cause I'm also Jones and for something different. I can't really play two games of the same style at the same time. Um, Vigil is out right now, which looks a hell of a lot like Salt and Sanctuary. Um, so if you're interested, Vigil is essentially kind of another one of those 2D Souls-like with several different classes. Um, and I can tell you there's a few of those games that are out that are actually really good. Salt and Sanctuary, honestly my favorite um, of those that style of game, I think it's one of the best. You've got Hollow Knight, which also kind of fits into that category. You know, Metrovania kind of Souls light. Um, you've got ah fuck what the, what the hell is that game I was playing? Dark something or other. Uh, Dark Devotion. Dark Devotion, which is also excellent. Which I've gotten all the way to the very end, but can't beat for some reason. Um, but Vigil. Um, looks like another one of those with a similar art style to Sultan Sanctuary. Um, hand-drawn. So, if you're curious, um, similarly priced, I want to say around, I think it's $17.99 right now. Which, to me, is a great, a great price for games. It's, uh, it's currently $21.99. Um, I'm watching the, uh, the, the video for it right now. I bet it was on sale when it released. I want to say it released last week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. That's uh, that looks really good. It's it's kind of got the same style of art as um, 
uh, Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, I can see that too. It's it's the um, it's not exactly like uh, well, it's a little bit like Salt and Sanctuary, but uh, Salt and Sanctuary is I I, I want to say it's smaller and a little more drab. This got it's got a little bit more color to it. And the uh, this might the, be somewhere between Salt and Sanctuary and Bloodstained. Yeah, I can, I can see that. If you if you take Salt and Sanctuary, Bloodstained, and kind of add the art influence of Darkest Dungeon, where where it has that um, the hand drawn effect, but it's also like. Oh, I want to say 2.5D, but it's not. It's you can obviously see there's layers to it. Um, uh, that's kind of what it looks like. It's going on my uh, it's going on my wish list. That's for sure. I just clicked the button, so there's that. Yeah, <laughs> I know there's supposed to be a winter sale that comes out soon, and that's also, but I don't know that it's going to be on there. Um, nah, we'll if, see. if it is, it'll be like five bucks off and I'm at a, I'm at a spot where that's not a big deal, but why don't we take a break? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. We'll be back. And we're back. All right. I had to. Woo-hoo. I had to turn off the damn fan. <laughs> uh, it's getting okay. hot in here. Like I said, Jess was freezing her ass off, so the heater's on, and I'm, I'm burning up in here, which is why I'm sleepy. Uh, so I had to get that <laughs> that that fan going. It's a frickin' refrigerator in here. I love it. Well, uh, it was 66 in here before she got here. So I understand, but I'm used to 66 now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm currently, uh, the floor is about 62, uh, and anywhere near my computer is about 70, uh, because this fucker's a space heater. Uh, <laughs> but hey, <laughs> I built it that way. War Machine, the space heater. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything like that right now. Is We've that been... like Spaceballs, the lunchbox? Spaceballs, the underwear. <laughs> I was going to say, Dude. speaking of that, um, <clears throat> we've been sitting here nerding out to tech. Um, before we get into tech, though, I was going to say, um, if you're curious at all, 76 is the best that it's ever been. Um, fallout that is um, oh boy still dawn is the new brotherhood expansion that's coming out or season or whatever you want to call it so if you need your uh, fallout meets destiny um it's more solo player than destiny is um but i like it all right um i may jump into it at the end of the year but i'm going to be playing some other things mainly cyberpunk before i play fallout again so, but it's rumored to be coming out in December, which is right around the holiday season. I still got two and a half weeks that I can take this year, almost three. Um, wow. So, 
we'll see what happens. There's no way in hell I'm going to be able to take off three weeks in a row. Most I'm going to get here before the end of the year is probably a week somewhere. Um, so we'll see well, what happens. This is this is the last I'm going to get for the rest of 2020, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so we're we and my cohorts at work have an idea on how to make taking time off a little bit more sustainable as it has been incredibly difficult for people in our position to do it. Um, but we are, that's our goal this year is to fix vacation for us <laughs> so that we can take time off when we want to take time off without fucking everything up. Um, yeah. It's like we had, there's four people in my position I've, because we're, I, I don't want to get into what we do, but I, I deal with training, um, and development for a whole bunch of people at a, at a corporation. And my position is notoriously hard to take time off because your work stacks up. And I've gotten into from a smaller work group to a slightly larger work group with similarly, you know, people with a decade plus of experience like myself. And so we are in a spot where we're, we got fed up with not being able to take time off. So the month of October, there was no real reason um, we just came up with reasons that we all wanted a week off this month and we all took a week and we're just alternating every single week this month. One of us has taken time off and we may do the same thing again, um, alternately in two week sections on the, the month of December. We're not sure yet, but that's our goal. We're, we're fixing time off for my position. Yeah, that's absolutely required. I mean, having time off, but not being able to use it because of work obligations sucks. Um, yeah, it's, you know, and you know, you're such a small group that there's literally nobody that can follow through on your stuff. So you come back to either do double work and it just gets nuts and yeah. it's, it's, it's binding. Yeah. And I have to have, I have to have coverage. So I have to inconvenience somebody else. That's how to I feel too. Off. I'm just like, I'm covering for my cohort next week. Who's she she decided she, what she was going to do is she has a whole bunch of, you might know her, it's Amy. Um, mm-hmm. She has a whole bunch of points on her credit card. <clears throat> and her husband has access to American Airlines super cheap flights. He's got family that works for him. So they're just going to fly down to Mexico and take a week and use the points off their credit card to pay for the hotel. So basically paying like $100 for a week in Cancun. So that's what she's going to do. She's like, I'm going to go get drunk every day. I'll be back in a week. <laughs> this is like, I mean... As you do goals, man. Goals sounds great. I mean, I guess it sounded great about ten years ago. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm getting old. <laughs> but um, I don't know if I could handle that right now. <laughs> moving forward, though, we've been talking about the AMD release. Yeah. And I've been looking. I've been looking at this versus thirty eighty, right? Like. I'm at a point where I've resigned myself that I do want to do a computer upgrade one way or another. I'm going to figure out a way to get the cash together. But um, that being said, like I've, it's to the point I'm like, oh, yeah, my insurance rates went down again because, you know, boomer. Yeah, um, you're getting older. Right. And some other payments have actually also went down. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I'll just spread the cost of it out over three months and the money I'm saving on this, and then I'll pay for it um, and not feel bad about it. So um, (coughs) I'm looking at the AMD versus a 3080, and I know that it has more RAM. It's, there were, 
I've been posting a lot of stories in our secret group. There was a story that went out by PC Gamer that essentially the TI versions, the rumored TI versions are no longer a rumor or a truth for the NVIDIA Series 3070 and 3080. Am I right? The Yeah, the 3070, 3080, the versions that have higher mm. memory, memory uh, up right? to 20. Yeah, uh, we're not going to get the 16 and 20 gig versions of those cards. Yeah, so they were only rumors to begin with. They were actually just lines on a spreadsheet or on a uh, on a PowerPoint at a couple points. Um, well, and I'm at a point where I don't necessarily want to wait till I'm 39 to get a video card. So that's and that's one of the things. Uh, one of the things that we were looking at, or what I was seeing floating around on the internet right now, is that the uh, uh, the process that is uh, the micron process for the GDDR6X memory, uh, which is the faster memory that the that NVIDIA is using for their uh, for their higher end cards, the 3080 and 3090. Um, those uh, that memory is in low yield at the moment, and that is probably contributing to the reason why uh, there isn't a buttload of cards being pushed out every week. AMD and, seems like they're smartly going with the slightly slower version of that RAM, the Series 6, right? The GDDR6. Uh, the 6 RAM is still a fairly fast uh, fairly fast option for you know, VRAM. <laughs> it's the second fastest on the market, right? <laughs> I mean, it is the second fastest on the market at the moment. Um, but one of the things that makes that a bonus is that it's it's generally you know, available available yeah and they're giving you more um, of it to boot so what 3080 comes with is it eight or ten gigs of the 6x 10 okay and then the new nvidia cards that again we don't have full specs on but is rumored to have 16 gigs right on their basically their competition for the 3080 you mean the amd ones um so the AMD, uh, I'm I'm looking at the uh, at spec sheets right now. Well, and I want that to preface this by 16 saying 16 gigs uh, for the uh, 6800, 6800 XT, and the 6900 XT. Uh, they all have 16 gigs of uh, of memory. And the 6700 and 6700 XT has 12 gigs. So that would be the kind of like the, uh, like the 3070 equivalent. Right. Uh, and the 6800, uh, 6800 and 6900 XT would be like the 3080 to like the 3080. Actually, the, the, uh, boost clock on these and the clocks are going to be hard to, you know, hard to gauge. I mean, obviously this is pre-release numbers and this is not benchmarked. No, uh, no this and is AMD runs their clocks a little bit differently. So right. you can't really go by clocks itself. Um, the big issues that we see here is that you're, you're going to be looking at, probably the top end AMD card to kind of match what the 3080 can do. 
Yeah, but the things that I was wondering about, and you could, you're going to have more knowledge because you've just been like waist deep in the shit for a while looking to get a graphics card. And this will just help the other neophytes like myself with graphics cards. DLSS is a NVIDIA um, only technology, right? Right. That's that is same with uh, late ray tracing, correct? So RTX and and most of the implementation for RTX and DLSS is NVIDIA. Uh, Ray tracing isn't necessarily wholly owned by NVIDIA. You can do ray tracing uh, on uh, on AMD products. In fact, the uh, the new consoles will be running with ray tracing options. It's just, and they're not using NVIDIA cards, they're using AMD. I will so, say, I want to interject something real quick. So I don't normally source this source, but I did find something rather interesting a couple weeks ago from Kotaku. Um, one of the guys there was had found a guy that had used DLSS on Death Stranding and was running um, basically 640 by 480, but super sampled uh, or upscale. What basically DLSS does in a nutshell is it takes a low resolution sample and then uses AI to predict where all the other pixels are and then fill in the rest. And it looks a little bit muddy, but what ends up happening is it takes something like 640 by 480 and puts it in 4K, but using the native sample for that. And by doing that, it's able to render those frames way faster. So it doesn't look like a true 4K, but it runs at the same spec as something at 640 by 480, which means you can get it at a crazy frame rate, which means that you can put it at something like 1080 settings and run at 4K and then not notice much difference. So, which is a huge performance boost for a lot of these games. Because if you think about it, the closer you can get to using all those effects, but using it at lower horsepower means that you get those frame rates, which is kind of a happy medium. And that's the only thing I worry about with AMD not doing DLSS, like what their proprietary technology is going to be, that aside from the spec for spec being close or beating it, what are they bringing to the table that kind of matches that? Well, I think where AMD, what AMD is focusing on is just basically trying to, uh, to make their cores run uh, 4K native at a fairly respectable, you know, rate, you know, you're looking, you're looking to find, um, uh, you're looking the, the Holy grail right now is, 4k at 60 yep and it's incredibly hard to do and the consoles are doing it cheating it basically using something similar to dlss where they're super sampling a lot of things to get things there dlss itself that that tech that name is owned by nvidia but the concept behind it isn't wholly owned by nvidia so well think about it can actually do super sampling like DLSS. The new consoles uh, so, are using AMD architecture, right? Um, sorry. PS five and Xbox one are the new one, whatever are using AMD architecture, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're going to be using AMD. So they're going to have a super sampling option. And in fact, AMD's had uh, like a performance mode 
uh, and a quality mode available uh, for uh, for the consoles for a while. Uh, so these uh, that's not going to go away with the new consoles, uh, and it's probably going to translate to their new big Navi uh, cards. Um, so these, uh, so getting these cards would be, uh, still, it would still be an up, uh, an upgrade. I'm, I'm sure, uh, if you're running like a, uh, a non RTX card, uh, and you want to see some ray tracing, I'm sure that these cards will be, uh, will be available to you, uh, and still be an upgrade. You're probably going to be able to run 4K at a fairly decent rate, uh, and and this is coming uh, from the NVIDIA biased guy. And the the thing is with AMD, the only issue I have being a Team Green person, um, uh, the only issue I have with AMD is their their driver support uh, sucks. It, Historically, They're, hasn't been good, and then games tend to optimize for NVIDIA before they do AMD. Well, and the games that that are optimized for AMD, you'll see big splash screens. Like when you start those games up, uh, and I can't pick one off of the top of my head, but you'll you'll uh, know the Tomb Raider. That it's, I think was yeah. was AMD uh, optimized before NVIDIA. Right. So you, you see those big splash screens that is like, you know, you know, optimized for AMD or AM, you know, it'll have an AMD splash screen on it. And, and like that has to be like a selling point for a game for, you know, for those people who have those cards. Right. I think um, uh, Watch Dogs Legion was set to come out with the next generation of both sets of cards. Yeah. And what I'd like to see from AMD Fuck, that is, comes out next week, doesn't it? Huh? Watch Dogs comes out next week, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind uh, I'm I'm kind of on the fence on Watch Dogs. I was never uh not really super big into uh you know, into the previous games. I mean, if you got it off the Epic Store, you can play 2 right now. Yeah, I've got it on on there, but 2 is not the best one. One wasn't uh, one one bad. The, the first one was there. Uh, first one was supposed to be the better one, uh, and two was not as good. But uh, that's beside the point. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of the developer for uh, for it. So two was enjoyable. Okay, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I, I have not touched. Any of the watchdogs. You know, the idea behind Legion seems all right, but uh, I'm not sold on it. So uh, anyway, um, so we're talking about graphics cards. Um, so yeah, next week we'll see more uh, from uh, from AMD. They'll have the release uh, or their official announcement. Yeah, it'll come um, out right before we record next. So we record again the night, the Hall- Halloween Eve, basically. All yep. Hollows Eve, right? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Devil's Night. Yep. Oh, yeah. We get to, we're going to have some fun on that show. Yes. Um. So anyways, when that comes out, 
Um, I am sure we're going to talk at length about that because we need some real details to really dive in. I'm just, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, right? If they get it, quick things that I'm thinking about, right? If they get it right and it's within, you know, within a hair's breadth of what a 3080 is, and I can get one now versus June or July of next year, I might be I might be uh, Team AMD for a while. Just saying. That's that's what uh, the consensus is uh, uh, on the discords. Uh, I'm I'm frequenting right now for a 3080 watch. Um, because this this supply thing is totally throttling their sales. Well, the 3070 launch uh, is already being to- uh, already being warned about as being uh, another light launch. There's not going to be a whole lot of stock for them. So they've already admitted to that. So now balls in AMD's court as far as quantity is concerned. If AMD can deliver cards to people's hands at this point, they people are win. so starved for cards that they'll take them. People are not going to so, go back and buy AMD and then come back eight months later and buy NVIDIA. If they fucked up their launch this bad, like we ain't gonna wait that long if you want a card. Right? And right. it'll be the it'll be the people it'll it'll be all the folks that are struggling because of pandemic that get the NVIDIA after they finally make a return on their jobs, you know, eight months later and they're back on their feet. They'll be the ones getting the NVIDIA while the rest of us that were lucky and kept our same income, right? Like are like, Well, fuck it, I ain't gonna wait till the middle or late next year to get one. I've I built my rig around this thing like you did. And honestly, I upgraded everything but my graphics card in my case last time I did an upgrade. So right. I've been chomping at the bit for a graphics card for two and a half fucking years. Yeah. So, and, and I redid getting... the board, what, like eight months ago? Like right before the pandemic hit, I upgraded the fucking board, got the hard drive upgraded, got my RAM upgraded, got the fucking chipset upgraded. Like I've, been waiting for a card and i got a second hand card because there is we're in the middle of a card shortage then i'm really fucking sick of waiting for a card at this point i've been waiting for yeah. goddamn ever yeah you're looking you know if you get a you know 68 or a 6900 xt you're gonna be you're gonna be sitting pretty uh and <laughs> 1070 the, ti um, has 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 been running for a while right and it, it's, and it's it ain't bad it, it, it's it's respectable but it's I want to run without dicking with settings. True, very true. I mean, I don't necessarily really need to upgrade to, you know, I'm not chomping at the bit to upgrade from the 2080 that I've got. Um, because you just have really single man that, money and a hole in your pocket. The the reason why I'd be upgrading is to complete the build. So I don't have to touch it for another like three to four years. That's the, that's the whole reason behind the, uh, the upgrade, not necessarily that I need it now. It's just that I'm going to need it sometime in the next four years and I might as well pick it up now. Um, which is the reason why I'm waiting for the NVIDIA cards to become available. So what I want to see from AMD's launch, a stock, They've got to have stock. If they have stock, they're going to make bank. Holy shit, they're going to sell through all of their fucking cards. Uh, B, driver support. They have got to fix that shit. It has got to be better. If they don't fix that, 
than all the people that are going to panic buy all these. Or I'm not going to say panic buy, but you know, they're going to fucking knee jerk buy uh, the, uh, the AMD cards just because the NVIDIA cards are not available. Uh, they're, if the drivers aren't there, that card's going to run like shit. So it, it, it's got to be, they've got to fix that. Uh, and, I think and the see, rumored launch date is, I think it's November 4th. Huh? Oh, man. I think it's um, November 4th. And see, the pricing has to be right. I mean, if if they can get these cards at uh, at the 3080 or a little bit less, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot less. But if they can match the, at least the 3080 price on their top end. I um, think they're going to beat the price, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it for 550 or 500 it, See, AMD is moving away from actually doing the undercut. Um, and, and that's, and that's actually not a bad, uh, Matt, not a bad thing because AMD's Zen three processors have actually started to gain ground to the point where they're matching or beating Intel's offerings. Uh, so they can actually charge the same or more. Um, if these cards become available and they match the MSRP of the 3080, they're going to be easy sells. That's just the way it is. And then of course they're going to have like three or four or five cards below that for the budget options. So, you know, there's going to be, it'll be, if they can match that price, there's going to be a lot of people going to team, uh, team red for sure. Just because they're available. So let's see. I won't. I won't actually seriously consider a team red card until I've got. I've got a couple, uh, uh, a couple reviewers that I trust completely with their unbiased, you know, being an unbiased opinion, uh, and I will watch through their exhaustive testing of these uh, of these cards because uh, they don't believe in any of the marketing. They want to have the cards tear them apart put them back together again, do everything that they need to do to make sure those cards are going to be stable and run, run well. Um, I will, I will only consider team red. If, if those reviewers are actually saying this is, this is the way to go. Otherwise I will hold out for a 3080. All right. Well, I think we've kind of, hit our end here guys do we want to wrap it up sure jason where can you find us find us at tiltcast.com find us on facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast our youtube channels youtube.com slash the real tiltcast and search for us on spotify and itunes find some friends of the show we've got for the love of gaming we've got pupcast um, we've got Cabbage, KBG, NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. Um, they do a podcast with a live stream. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.